Any communication done to the dead is sinful. Why we can pray to Jesus is because he's not dead. The only person who is a mediator between man and God is Christ. No one else. There is no other name under the sun, under the earth, under the moon, except the name of Jesus. Any other thing is idolatry. word together. This is the most expensive and the most powerful word. This is the only word that they can speak and devil can understand. Alright, so this is an evil. You need to underline that if you have a Bible that can underline things. This is an evil among all things that are done under the sun. That there is one event under all. Yeah. Also the hearts of the sons of men is full of evil. And it is not just an evil, but it is a madness in, there is a madness in their hearts. This is the madness that is in their hearts. While they live, and after that, they go to the dead. That's why they live, they talk to the dead. For to him that is joined to all the living, there is no hope. For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. Verse 5. For the living knows that they shall do what? They shall die. But the dead does not know anything. You can underline that. The dead knows nothing. Neither have they any more a reward. The moment they die, no more reward. Befitting. I have to give my auntie a befitting burial. You know, so that some people even believe that the earlier they bury somebody, the better for the person so they can go and meet the meal. That if you bury the person late, by the time he arrives, they are finished sharing the food. See what he said and do now. <laughs> so, there's no more reward. No reward for the person that has that The moment he's just gone. Could be rewarded for the things he did when he was alive. Alright, for the memory of them is forgotten. For the memory of them is forgotten. Verse 6. Also their love and their hatred and their envy. Somebody who used to envy so much is now perished. As their love is perished, the love they said they will love you is perished, the hatred they have for you, somebody says, I will kill you, and he dies. He cannot kill you again. Now, <laughs> the envy is gone. Now, seven, go thy way, and eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart, for God now accepted thy work. That is for somebody who actually died very well. You've died as a child of God, you cannot go that way, eat thy food, drink everything. For God has accepted your work. Okay? I need you to run to Deuteronomy 18 from verse 9 to 12. Deuteronomy 18 from verse 9 to 12. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not lean to do after the abomination of those nations. Deuteronomy 18 from verse 9 to 12. I'm reading verse 10 now. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. Some translation says none of you should burn your children. There are some people that after a child is born, they will burn iron in the fire, remove it, put some mark on the children's body. You've seen that thing before? Yeah. Yeah. Most of you, if you were from Ireland, you would have put 15 marks here. Another 15 here. 7 here, 7 here. So you don't need to put all of that. This is what the Bible is saying. Don't put your children through the fire. Don't burn your children with fire. There are some people that the children, they give birth to dice and they burn the child. You've seen such things before. Okay, so these are the things the Bible is saying. Okay, verse 10. Okay, you pass through the fire. All that you said divination, divination, or an observer of time. All these things are diabolic things. Or enchanter. Or enchanter. Which other one is there? Or a witch. Susea. Which other one is there? A charmer. 
Which other one? Which one? Have you seen necromancer? Wizard? Familiar spirit? Okay, or a charmer? Or a consultor? Consultor is the person you pay to know the person that gave your auntie. I want to see. If you go to the place, they will just remove the person in the mirror. And if they remove the person in the mirror, you just see where the person stood. The consultor, familiar spirits, the one they are using in prayer houses is the one they call familiar spirit. Some of you are very funny. You are not comfortable in a church where they don't mention the color of your pants. If you go to a church and they don't mention the color of your pants, you are not comfortable. There are some people who are that funny. That they are not comfortable if the pastor does not mention the name of, as if they don't know the color of their pants. There are some people that feel that the presence of God is there if they can tell them. That they are wearing red pants. For some of you who have not been going to places, these things will look very strange. But ask your brothers who have been going to some places. (laughs) Okay, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of this abomination of the Lord, thy God has driven them out from before thee. Wow. These things are abomination unto the Lord. And when you read Revelation, the Bible says, you mention a lot of people that will go to hell, mention and mention and mention and mention, and it says for the abominable, people who do abominations are all packed them. They have a place in the lake of fire. I want you to be seated. I'll be preaching to you on what I call dead men don't talk. Dead men don't talk. Thank you very much. Dead men. Tell somebody, dead men don't talk. You know they talk. Poetry is actually praying for the dead. That is to pray God to help the dead. Now, apart from poetry, there is another one called necromancy. So the necromancy is actually what I'll be talking about in just a few minutes. I'm teaching most of these things because anytime there is a false teaching, there is going to be a false living. When devil projects a false teachings, then the devil wants you to live a false lifestyle. And the moment you live a life that is not good, false lifestyle. Now, the moment the false lifestyle is projected, people start living a life that does not please God. And one of the false lives that everybody is going to be guilty today. I don't know whether there's anybody that will not be guilty. All of us are guilty of necromancy. And the reason is because it has become our tradition. It gets deep right down into our tradition to believe that we can talk to people that are dead. We believe that we can talk to people that are dead. We even pray. I've heard people pray for their child. I'll be talking, I'll be dramatizing today. Somebody, give me one person, please. I just want to... After drama now. We have seen somebody who has an admission into the school. An admission to go into school. Charlie, come. Admission to get into the university. And kneel down. The uncle now poor libation. And they call the grandfather. They call the father. He said, we command you to take care of your child that is now going to school. We know since you die, he has been suffering like that. That school that is going to protect him as he's going. Let him go in peace. And come back in peace. But all the people poor libation can never say you will succeed in school. No. They just say you should go and come back. They don't say you should have good grades. So they say, let him go and come back. And he's falling libation. He says, let him go and come back. Oh, all the gods of our land, our ancestors, provide for him or oh, protect him oh, in Jesus' name. Amen. And the poor libation. What a confused generation. What has Jesus God to do with the dead people you were talking to us. As if so now, the, the necromancy, people now believe that dead people are now intermediaries. What I mean by that is that dead people are now one of the mediators for man. That is, if a man is dead, that he has chances to talk to God for some things to happen for you. Very bad and wicked. Let me tell you something. Some people in your village who are not witches, but they are worse than witches. 
the people that they have killed is more than what a witch has killed. I'm not talking about armed robbers. I mean some of your uncle. That you think that my uncle is so wicked, he has killed a lot of people. It's not, sometimes it's not a witch. But what he has done is necromancy. Necromancy is that a poor libation and call demons from the graveside of somebody to kill somebody. And that's, it doesn't start when the person gets old. It starts when the person is young. Your mother is dead. And after your mother is dead and buried, every little thing that happens to you, you go to the grave and cry. You go to the grave and cry. And pour your tears. And when you now pour your tears, now call your mother. Have you seen how my stepmother is treating me? Say you are dead and you are keeping quiet. You are practicing necromancy. And it is not part of witchcraft. It is as worst as witchcraft. It has its own department alone. It's not it doesn't share the department with witchcraft. Are you able to understand what I'm saying? It is a wicked thing on its own. It's a wicked thing. If you know necromancy, you don't need to enter witch. You're already a witch by yourself. Already a witch by yourself. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Evil thing. And the reason why it's so bad, which I'm about to tell you now, is because it is one of the things that the devil had put people into doing. They do it and they think it's a way of life. They just do it, call on their ancestors to help them, provide opportunities for them. There are people that, the moment they want to go to Lagos and find a job, they just go to their mother's grave. They are finished packing their bags, so they kneel down. Mama, it's okay, me. It's okay, me. That's how you used to call me. That's how you used to call me. That Lagos that I'm going to, I want you to go and eat. You are diabolic. You are diabolic. Mama, is your child okay, Juku? Is okay, Chuku? No, since they kill you and leave us. Our people say, <laughs> our people say, if somebody die, you know they die here, they die mouth. I know as I'm talking now, you are hearing me, you are hearing me, I know. I know your presence goes with me. The presence of God is not going with you, the presence of your dead mother. I know your presence goes with me. As I'm going in the front, go in the front. As I'm going in the back, follow in the back. As I'm going at the middle, go at the middle. It is demonic. It's demonic. And the more you do that, the more you open yourself for demons to start possessing you. The more you do that, the more demons start possessing you, teaching you all manner of wickedness. And the truth about it is that the person that you're talking to is dead and gone. He doesn't even have time to hear that because he's on a hot seat. He's trying to answer the creator. He's trying to find out whether he can make it to heaven or go to hell. Sometimes the person that you're calling, they are flogging him in hell. The person is helpless. Mama is Ukemo. As I'm going, bring good luck. Bring good luck along my way. So a lot of people go to church, but they are this, they still speak to the dead. Let me talk about speaking to the dead a little bit more. Let me talk about speaking to the dead. Thank you. I'll call you back. Now, speaking to the dead is that they believe the dead person has an ear. They believe they can pray to the dead person to answer their prayers. They believe that if they don't have money, they can call on their mother that died to give them money. They believe that their mother knows the three games that is going to play. In coupon. They believe that their dead mother knows the three games that will play in coupon. And when the devil wants to manipulate you, he will bring the face of this person to help you in the dream. The devil will be the one pursuing you. The devil will be the one forming another face to help you in the dream so that you believe in the dead. But the Bible has made us to understand that the dead person has nothing to do with the one that is living. That's why the Bible says there's an evil thing that is under the sun. People are doing it. Their heart is full of evil. This is what they do. They are living. Yes, they are connected and talking to people that are dead. And the Bible said, is a living dog not better than the dead lion? A living dog and the dead lion. See, the only thing the dead lion is good at is the fear. If you see a lion dead in the bush, if you see it, you just be afraid and you run. That's the same thing with somebody that has died. 
So many of you are guilty of honoring dead people. Dead people. It opens doors for demons to invade your life. And I want you to remember something that I told you about spiritual authority. There is nothing definitely I can preach about sin and not remember spiritual authority. Any demon that you cannot overcome, you cannot bind that demon. So now, if you are somebody who is under that necromancy, this thing, you have been doing the necromancy small, small. If you see somebody who ghost is chasing, ghost is chasing somebody, or they, they pull me out like, ghost slapped film. Most of these things don't have real translations well. Pasima, forgive Okoro, we can't translate them well, okay? So we'll put it anyhow. So, ghost used to slap people. And it's actually a miracle that ghost slap you and you don't die. You remember? <laughs> so, so, so the truth is this. So if ghost is actually torturing somebody or maybe they invoke the spirit, not the person that died though, but they invoke the demon because demons are attached to everything. This tree. If somebody starts to pour libation in this tree now and calling on the spirit of this tree to come and kill somebody, the demon will come and use the tree and kill the person. You understand? Yeah, the demon will start. Because demons are, they are helpless soldiers. They are looking for command. They are looking for people who can command them to just do something. And that's why I tell people, it's not about being careful. It's not about being careful. I hate somebody said something. I don't know. I can't say it. Well, I can't say it. I'm a father. So somebody said, nowadays that are, uh, they said uh, ritualists are carrying people's pants. It's, everybody has to be very careful. Oh. You have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. Else, they can collect your pants oh, and go and do rituals. Uh, and you have to be careful. Oh. Careful. When you Hang your pants. Lock it with padlock. <laughs> and they will talk like that. And talk like that. <laughs> Charlie? <laughs> and he said, hey. somebody even said to me, listen to what he said to me. I've heard a lot of naughty things on my ear. I try to close the ear sometimes, but it doesn't have lock. So, <laughs> friend said to me, hey, girls in Lagos now have all had entered meeting. And they said, girls in Lagos should not be wearing pants again because sometimes when they point you gone, they forcefully take away the pants. And go and use for rituals. And they say all those. <laughs> when they finish saying all those rubbish, I told the person, Charlie, is it in being careful or being spiritual? Because I don't know how careful you can be. I don't know how careful you can. It's not in being careful, Charlie. When people go to school, they say, eh. And so you see, secondary school that you are going, you have to be very careful. You don't call the people something and eat. You know, eh, if secondary school there are too many witches. You have to be careful. If you don't know somebody, don't call it something and eat. Charlie, I don't know how you know somebody without knowing somebody is living close to somebody. But you can sleep on the same bed with a girl who is a witch. And when it is time, the person will leave and go and come back, and you are still sleeping. It's not in knowing somebody. It's in being spiritual. It's not in being careful. It's in being spiritual. What do I mean by being spiritual? There's a level of anointing you have. Demons can touch the kerchief that you had touched. The fact that you had touched that kerchief, they cannot touch the kerchief again because that kerchief is a condemned thing for them. And the reason why it's a condemned thing is because spiritually there's an oil that stains on the kerchief. And the oil is the anointing that the person who had the kerchief has. And if they cannot touch the kerchief that belongs to the person, how much more touching the person who touched the kerchief? So it's not about being this, this careful. When you go to a village, be careful, oh. Be careful when you go to village. Be careful so that they will not kill you. How can you be careful in the village? Tell me how you can be. Okay, teach me now. Ten ways to be careful in the village. Teach me. One, not entering. Don't do what? Don't shake somebody. If you don't even shake somebody in the village, they say, uh-huh. ever since he came back, he's now a big boy. He doesn't come to my house to shake me. Because of that, don't enter anybody's house. Eh. So now he does not enter our house again. Our house is now smelling. He's now the evil boy. 
tell me another one, another how to be careful in the village. Don't go to the stream. If you don't even go to the stream, now how will you drink water? Because <laughs> no, no borehole, village. I'm not talking about some of you who grew up in town. I mean village. You need to go to my village and act Nigerian film. Don't buy anything in village. Buy something and come. Uh, but the truth is that all the things will finish you. You have to. <laughs> will you buy everything? Don't, don't dash people money. <laughs> buy something and give them. You have to be very careful. Don't give them money. Buy something and give them. But Charlie, let me tell you something. Somebody confessed some time ago that a lady was selling restaurants close to a man. And things become bad in the restaurant and they close down the restaurant. And later on, the man confessed before he died. And what he said was that when the woman finished washing fish and used it to cook in the restaurant and throw the water of the fish outside, the man said he would go and pick the bones. Pick the bones and use it to frustrate. So it's not even about giving somebody money. Is anything that has to do with you. I don't know. Some people say, oh, you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. Don't keep your shoes outside. See, they can even use the steps of your sand. So I have an idea for you. Be going with shovel. When you are passing like this, you know. you cannot be that careful then the only thing you have to do is to be spiritual you have to be spiritual like your father who goes to the village and do crusade and when I do crusade I'm careful enough to cause all the demons in this community I curse you in the name of Jesus I'll do that go back sleep no, I don't do sound sleep. Sound sleep is the one you sleep and there's sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Necromancy is very, very paramount. People do it everywhere. As in, it has gotten into our culture that we cannot even differentiate it with our normal life again. I'll start shocking you with some things like this. Now, sometimes when people are doing burial, they will call some people out and call the people, Pastor Koro, there's no way I can put all these things in English. <laughs> They will call the people Adiyaw Mwaikbo. Is it Adiyaw Mwaikbo? Mwaikbo. Mwaikbo. Akpano Mwaikbo. Odo Mwaikbo. Do they have four Mwaikbo? They don't have. These are the ones they have. Do you know what it means? What they do is that they welcome the people that have died in that family. They welcome the people in that family that have died. They now told them, we have welcomed you. And the people that we are putting, the one, so now is representing the person in that family that had died. So anytime you are the Yaw for Igbo, and sometimes the one who mastered the for Igbo, they said, the one who is the ruler of the, this. Uh-huh. So now you are now becoming the person representing the ghosts that have died. It's a demonic initiation. So they use that family to invoke and welcome the family of the people that are dead because they believe that the dead people are coming to pick the dead person that has died to their kingdom. That's how bad it is. Necromancy. So what they do is that they pray, talk, communicate with the dead. They develop link of their communications with the dead. That's why the more they do it, the more the family is in captivity because those things are welcoming the power of the dead to rule over the living. I'm bringing you into light. When they want to do it, tell the person, I'm a child of God. The dead has no business with the living. When we preach in people's burial, we are not preaching for the dead. We preach for the living. We tell them the same way this man is lying there, you want the lie here. We don't have any business with that one that is dead. We just use that one as an example to assess our life. And the greatest revival should be someone's burial. Because when I see the person who is lying there, I now know how I'm going to lie. This is purgatory. Purgatory is the one that after they have finished this thing with the person, 
they have finished line in state. When they finish line in state, they will now say, some of the pastors come and gather. And they say, let's pray that God will have mercy on the soul of our brother as he's going to the land beyond. He said, have mercy if he has committed any sin, God should forgive him and pray. The prayer doesn't work. If the guy did not give his life to Christ while he was alive, he's gone. I thought about purgatory, and purgatory is, let me tip it a little bit in for some of you who didn't miss up. Purgatory is actually the belief that if somebody dies, there's a corridor he stays, and there are two rooms in that corridor. One is heaven, one is hell. And while he's staying in the corridor, how many put sin, rest in peace, and pray prayer for him, and do some communion for him, and do some certain things, pour incense and pour libation, call his name and fast for him, that he will now leave the corridor and enter heaven. They don't talk about the person's life. They talk about what they can do, why the person has died. So that's why when they post people's picture, they said, please, if you have sympathy in your heart, if your heart is broken about the death of our brother, just write, rest in peace under this thing. It's a demonic thing that makes people feel, oh, I don't even need to give my life to Christ. When I die, they'll write, rest in peace, and I'll rest in peace. So, no. If you did not live in peace, you can't rest in peace. If you, did not, if you did not live for Jesus, you can't rest with him. The peace day is Jesus. That's why anytime Jesus appears to people, he said, peace be still. Because he is the peace. You can't have peace in the world without Christ. You can't die and have peace if you did not know Christ. Because it's the peace we take to the war of no peace. So that's it. So necromancy is so bad that sometimes you even go to barriers. You have to be very sensitive to know what is done in the burial that is not of God. You go to the burial and you say, let's stand up and give our brother a minute silence. A minute silence that they want to honor the guy who is dead. It's a final honor given to the guy that is dead. It's sacromancy. It is a last honor given to the man. The Bible says, you don't understand. The person that is dead has no memory. He has nothing. He doesn't understand anything again. There is no connection with him to the people that are alive. He's not there anymore. He's not alive anymore. And this is what he's saying. There's this important scripture that I want us to see here. Wow. Okay, that Ecclesiastes, have you seen it? Ecclesiastes 9 from verse 3 to 7. Have you seen it? Okay, that is verse 5. For the living know that they shall die. The living at least know that they shall die. But the dead know not anything. They don't know the man who comes and drops flour. Some people go and say, yeah, I just came so that they can put this wrapper for my mother. And put this wrapper on this thing for my mother. My mother has been so good to me. See, since it did not stay for me to... Uh, if you have something to do for somebody, do it while the person is alive. If you love your mother so much, honor your mother while your mother is alive. Take care of your mother while your mother is alive. Take good care of her. Give her all the necessary. Don't only on Jane on the vigil night day of your mother. On Jane for her while she's alive. Honor, respect her, love her, cherish her, give her something, furnish her, give her all the clothes. Anything you do when she is gone is nothing. The one that is dead knows nothing. Everybody will not call. Where are you? This December, you know all of us are bringing uh, flour to come and put on Mama's grave. All of us, everybody has to be because first grandson will take first and the second grandson will take because of the death of the father. That's, that's what they have to come and put some things so, so that things will be well with us because the guy who proposed to us that he will marry us and does not marry again is because we have not been visiting Mama. With some flour. So because of that, let's drop flour for, the, for mama. So that mama, things can, can use and put things in place for us. So they now do all of that. So when they do like that, the demons who are in charge, those things are just like libation. Calling on demons. Invoking of demons. The demons over there come out. <laughs> wow. Is it not amazing? 
Okay, so let me tell you the things that are necromancy. Crying for the dead person. Crying to the dead person on his graveside. That is, I'm not saying crying when somebody's dead. Oh. Crying when someone is dead is being heartbroken. What I mean is that when you have buried the person and you now go there to be offering tears. You understand? The more he sees your tears, the more. For some of you have stepmother. The moment he slap you. Wow, you now run, enter the place. Some of you, you like cutting the place. You now cut the place. <laughs> mm. They wear the same clothes, the same clothes. Same kind of clothes. Yes. Mm hmm. Sometimes they can put two cane, keep cane there for the mother to carry it and go to the village. They give two cane. Mama, carry this one and meet my uncle, carry this one. Meet my stepmother. Two of them flock them. <laughs> so, what they do, all of that is worship. Being the dead person is worshiping the dead. And in worshiping the dead, you are doing something called what's the name of the thing again? Necromancy. Going to the gravesite to speak about somebody, pouring of libation, observing of one silence, these are signs of necromancy. Seven of one minute silence, giving the person honor, wearing some certain clothes, and walking around the person. These are the clothes, these are the places you used to walk around in this school. When you were in this school, these are the places you used to walk around. This is the place you used to stand and urinate when you were around, when you were alive. This is the place you used to stand and urinate. And some people will say, No, 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 you have not entered canteen. You used to eat in the canteen too much. We are now entering on the place that you used to enter. It's, it's, it's honoring the dead. Let me provoke some people. When somebody is dead, he has no voice. He has no reasoning. He has no connection with the living. Why we can pray to Jesus is because he's not dead. I can't worship a God that is dead. This is, this is why I'm proud of Jesus. This is why I love Jesus. Because he tested dead and left dead. And today he's still alive. Why I don't pray for Mary is because Mary is dead and forgotten. So you find people kneeling down for Mary. Who is Mary? Who is Mary? Kneeling down for Mary. Kneeling down. Knock head three times. Who is Mary? It's a mother of God. Who tell you God has mother? Kneeling down for Mary. Worshipping Mary. Telling Mary, please Mary pray for us. Pray for us. Now the hour of our death. Then you better die. <laughs> pray for us. Now the hour of our death. And say pray for nonsense nonsense doctrine from hell the devil has used that to put people in grief for a long time the only person who is a mediator between man and God is Christ no one else there is no other name under the sun under the earth under the moon except the name of Jesus any other thing is idolatry an idol has no power over the children of God. Lift your hands everywhere, wherever you are, and start worshiping the God that is not dead. Worship the God that is not dead. There's no rest in peace on his grave. There's no rest in peace on his grave. He is alive and alive forevermore. It's a life. It's a life. It's a 
Fashata Danagaya. Our God is awesome. He can move mountain. Give me the valley. Hide me from the rain. I am a Fashata Danagaya. Jesus is feeling like how can I be alive and you're and you're calling on your dead father to help you? How can I be alive? Why do you leave the living God and call on the dead soul? It's deadly, it's abomination. God hates it. God hates it. That God used the face of your father because God is a spirit, he does not have a flesh. So when God sometimes wants to deliver people in the dream, he can use the face of your father and help you out of something. That he uses the face of your father doesn't mean it was your father. It was God. I call it God in disguise. He can use anybody's face. If you see God use me in the dream to help you out, it's not me. It's God. It's God. It's God. When you find yourself start crying, looking for help from a dead lion, then you have to understand that the living dog, you that is you that is alive, the living dog, is better than the, the dead lion. It's an abomination. Anyone who is involved in this abomination will go to hell. That's what the Bible says. Go to hell. It's the act of stirring up demons. You are stirring up demons to control your life. It's one of the ways to be demonic, to be, to be possessed. You are stirring up demons. You are calling on the ghosts. Calling on the demons of the grave to control your life. You're calling on those demons. And when things start happening to you upside down, don't blame anybody. You were the ones invoking the demons. Your mother doesn't even understand that there's somebody with a flower on the grave. Sometimes every year they say, let's go and paint that graveside. Let's go and paint it. That's why things are not where we thought because we have not painted it. And the moment you paint it, devil will now open two doors for you. He said, hey, we went and painted it. That's why things are working now. That's why things are... You are now an idol worshiper. The enemy has pushed your face from looking at God to worshiping of dead people. If she was that strong. I think I told you that one of the reasons why man is inferior is that man dies. And no matter how proud a man is, he goes out of this world humble. Did I tell you something like that? It goes, and no matter how heavy and how dead, it's a humbling process. So when you die, God is showing you that with all your strength, you're nothing. You're nothing. And the person who died humiliated is the one you're pouring libation to come and protect you. When God says, call upon me in the days of trouble, and I'll answer you. Lift up your face and lift up your hands and start worshiping Jesus. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. I'm glad today that my God is not dead. I'm glad today that my God is alive. The difference between us and the Islam is because our God is still alive. The difference between us and the Buddhists is because our God is still alive. Our God is still alive. He didn't die. He died, went to the grave, came back. 
and I heard him say, All power has been given unto me. All power. All power. All power has been given unto me. Lift up your hands and start worshiping the Lord. Worship Jesus. You have no time, or just worship him right now. What a mighty God we say Even in the grave That even in the grave Jesus is Lord Even in the grave Even in the grave He's not dead, he's alive Jesus is Lord He's not dead, he's alive Even in the grave Because of the love the disciples had for Jesus, because of the love Mary Magdalene had for Jesus, because of their affection, their affection and the connection they had, because of how we love Jesus, she started practicing necromancy because of the love. She now brought the remaining ointment and went to the grave, went to the grave to pour Jesus the oil. Listen, listen. The problem with the problem with necromancy is that necromancy will make you forget the promises of God. Now, Jesus promised when I die, I'll resurrect. But now, she's now confused with necromancy. And now, she wants to worship him as he is dead. Not waiting for him to be alive. So, she was not going to meet Jesus resurrected. She went to worship him as a dead king. But before she arrived there early in the morning with a bottle of oil, the tomb has been removed. The, 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 the stones on the tomb the stones on the tomb have been taken away the angels the bible said the angels rolled away the stones and with the shock all the all the soldiers were like as if they were dead they couldn't connect themselves in what was happening they lied down as if they were dead and behold the man that was beaten to nothing the home the man that his face was changed the man that was carried into the grave they saw him move majestically with his white garment out of the grave he is not dead he's not dead so when she went in the morning and was trying to look for the man and said who has taken my king I wanted to pour my king this last ointment. I wanted to put some flowers in the graveside of my king. I wanted to see how I can honor him as a dead man. And the angel said, He is not dead. He is not dead. Don't, don't look for the dead man to worship. He's alive. He said, He's not dead. He has reason, just like he has said. He said, in fact, for you to know how strong he is, he is already on his way to Galilee. If you are not rushing, you are not going to meet him there. If you don't rush, because of how strong he is, if you don't rush, you will not meet him because the way he was walking, I think he's soon going to be in Galilee. 
brothers at the moment they moved outside and were trying to check some things around and they were wondering could it be true what do i do with the ointment now what about this flower that i wanted to give to my mother what about this wrapper what about all of these things that saw a man that looks like a gardener and before they know it jesus said mary i'm the one you don't worship me as a dead king worship me as if i'm alive you don't forget the promises that I promised you. I told you I'll be there for you. I told you I'll not leave you nor forsake you. Your mother did not tell you he will not leave you nor forsake you. Hold on the promises of God and leave the dead to die. I need you to close your eyes, everybody. Close your eyes, everybody. My God is not like Muhammad. Who died and couldn't come back to life. My God is Jesus. The one who can die and say on the third day. I'll come back to life. wherever you are close your eyes wherever you are just squeeze it make sure it's not open squeeze the eyes squeeze your eyes hold on everybody wherever you are I am I am not somebody that has not lost a loved one before I have lost a beloved mother before so I know what it looks like to lose somebody that is so dear to you. Sometimes with how much the loss is, you feel and you wish necromancy was real. You wish your mother can answer some prayers. You wish. You wish. But I came to tell you that the man that is alive for us and the name of the man is Jesus. He said, call upon me in the days of trouble. Don't, don't bother your dead father. Don't bother your dead mother. Call upon me in the days of trouble. And I'll answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things that you didn't know. Because he knows of some people who want their dead mother to show them who killed them. 
He said, I will show you great and mighty things that you did not know. And if you are here in the zone, you have not met with Jesus. I want to connect you to Jesus right now because I want you to have somebody you can call. I want you to have somebody you can talk to. I want you to have a connection with somebody that can help you in the times of trouble. I remember the day my mother died and I, I was rolling on the floor and I was crying helplessly. I was thinking of how to commit suicide. Jesus came close to me, laid his hands on my back and told me, don't worry, I'll give you mothers. I'll give you mothers. Jesus can become everything to you. Can become everything. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I need people who Jesus in their life. Who said, I need Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. Just lift your hands up wherever you are or you can put it on your chest. I'm praying for you this minute. Somebody who said, I need Jesus. I, I need Jesus. I need somebody I can call. I need somebody I can talk to. I need somebody I can reach out to. I need someone who will look as real as my mother was to me, as real as my father was. I need somebody who can talk to me when I am broken. I need somebody who can know the right words to tell me. I know somebody. I know somebody that can help you out of your needs and your troubles. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He died. He tested what death looks like and came back to life. And said, all power has been given unto me. He told Mary, there's no point. There's no point keeping the flowers. There's no point keeping, keeping anything. I want you to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. That's the only thing I want for you, not flowers. Not flowers. We have Jesus, a mediator. Not Mary, not, not anybody else. It's Jesus. Lift your hands up if you're giving your life to Jesus. I'm praying for you right now. Lord, the hands that are lifted up are given to you right now. And the lives are given to you for you to change them, Lord. We don't change people. You do. We don't do anything with people. You can change. You know how to walk on people's lives. You know how to deliver people from the demonic bondages and teachings of the enemy. And Lord, as our hands are lifted up, I decree that the lives of the people be changed. Pray that your word will change and transform the people. Need you, Lord, to deliver us from the grip of the satanic bondages. I pray for the hearts of everybody listening to me under the sound of my voice. I pray that you circumcise our heart. Teach us your ways and be your God in Jesus' name. If you're lifting up your hands and praying this prayer with you right now, you need to pray with me. Say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Jesus, take away the past take me into the future with you. Jesus, I accept you into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. If you came with your hands, can you put it together for Jesus Christ? Is that how you clap for Jesus over there?